Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas today in the fashion world. And oh, by the way, a segment of fashion and clothing. I've never covered 300 plus episodes. Super excited. We're talking pocket squares. I know. Like, who knew? I, I can't even wait. Um, on the podcast today is a- Anthony Orissus. He is the founder and CEO of Rare Cut. And uh, you guys are going to just love this discussion today. Anthony, it's so great having you on the podcast. Justin, it's a pleasure to be here. And thank you for having me. Dude, it's so excited, uh, exciting because I, I like a good pocket square. And when I got your info and I was reading about your company, I'm like, why has nobody else like tried to fix this? And so I think it's really cool that you're 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 addressing it. And for those wondering what we're fixing, you'll hear about it in just a minute. Um, all right, cool. So Anthony, dude, your background. I I loved. I mean, you've done all kinds of different things, and most of it's in medical device or medical like that space. So how do you go from that to starting Rare Cut? Uh, uh, yes. So as you mentioned, I've been in medical sales for about uh, about 15 years in different spaces in the medical industry, and Oddly enough, I got into, I knew I wanted to be in medical ever since I was 10 years old. Uh, my uncle in Greece has a distributorship and I would go there every other summer, pretty much like most Greek kids do. And he'd take me on the field with him. We'd meet with doctors and, you know, we'd uh, just kind of get to see the behind the scenes of his job. And I remember being in, I think it was like sixth or seventh grade. They're going around the room and they're like, what's everyone want to be when they get older? And one kid's like an astronaut. Another kid's like, in the NBA. And I'm like, I want to sell medical devices. <laughs> and they're like, who, who is this kid? But you know what? I will say that kid's not an astronaut. The other kid's not in the NBA, but I do sell medical devices. So <laughs> that's I'm pretty awesome. Into it. Yeah. Well, the you, cool man. thing is you developed like great sales and relationship skills, right? And I, I'm guessing because you spent so much time in that industry, in that space, that you validated that that's something you really enjoy and you're good at. Oh, for sure. I mean, you, you almost become numb to uh, rejection, or as, as the expression goes now, you know, you shoot your shot constantly and, um, <laughs> you don't, you don't really take it personally. You really, you, you really grow some thick skin in the sales world. That's for sure. I'm sure. So, um, I, I love this whole idea of rare cut. So where did the idea for, like, where did this all kind of get started for you? And was it a side project to begin with or what, what did that look like? So ironically, it kind of all ties into the medical device job. Uh, we were at, um, an awards banquet uh, this is now nearing on five years ago, and my manager was uh, getting ready to get called up for manager of the year for, for his award. And as he's getting prepped to get called, he says, Hey, Anthony, like, I uh, just want to make sure I'm looking all right. Like, how's my hair? And I think he had like some like fluff in it. So I took it out. And he's like, How's my tie? <laughs> nice. I adjusted that for him. And the one thing he goes to me, he's like, Bro, do you know how to fold this thing? And he points to his pocket square. And I go, uh, not really, but I can mess with it. He's like, you'll probably do a better job with than me. So I take it out. I try to morph it into some shape and I put it, put it back in there. And as he's like anticipating being called, <laughs> it slips again and he's getting frustrated. And he goes, bro, why is this so complicated? It's like the easiest thing in the world. Why doesn't it just stay in place? Now, fast forward, goes on stage, gives this incredible speech, standing ovation, now, fast forward to the next day, we got all our pictures back from the event. They broadcasted on the big screen, and his pocket square 
was nowhere to be seen in any of the pictures. It completely sunk and disappeared. And again, he vents his frustration. He's like, dude, I'm done with these. He's like, they're too complicated. And that, Justin, is what sparked the trigger of like, hey, maybe we can make this easier. I didn't know how. But that's what really planted the seed. Well, and it's interesting because I've noticed that if you're a pocket square guy, and I I, I will categorize pocket square guys because not everybody <laughs> right where likes his pocket square. I mean, I don't know. I know some people that have want nothing. They'll get it as a gift and never wear it. But there are some people that have like every different form, fashion, match goes with the tie. Doesn't like. I mean, like it's a whole thing. And um, I think it's really interesting space. So h- how did you sort out? Okay, I'm going to do something about this. I don't. I know nothing about making fabric. Like, what? Are, where did you start? Oh yeah, that was quite a journey. And, and in regard to your pocket square guy comment, I was never a pocket square guy. <laughs> right. I saw Mad Men back in the day. So right? Mad Men that showed Don Draper rocking pocket square. I'm like, oh, that's a cool look, and that's how I picked it up. But I will say, I think what you're going to see is, uh, especially how uh, dress norms are kind of shifting and changing. I think you're going to see less tie guys and more pocket, more square, pocket guys. square that's my that's my that's my bold prediction but i, think I do believe it's right. gonna ha- it's gonna happen so i think you're right there is this cool look of sport coat no tie with pocket square or like kind of suit that matches with um the pocket square but no tie do you know what i mean like i kind of feel like that's what i've been seeing more and more of lately and totally. I, I will and say you know, lately yeah. being like pre-covid <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds, yeah, I know real. it's not funny, but it kind of is, right? I mean, I feel it's like that's, yeah, that's right, PC. <laughs> right, because, I mean, that was, and I mean, I feel like all my nice clothes, by the way, have gone in hibernation for like a year. I don't know about all the other guys listening, but um, <laughs> I mean, they're ready to go. It's just, I mean, they've been put away. So, okay, so talk about that if you don't mind. Yeah, 100%. So, so do you want me to talk on the comment you just said? Because yeah, I please. That's, yeah, so what you just said actually, resonates i had seen this post on instagram and it and the and i'm paraphrasing here but it went along the lines of i now understand why why after the uh pandemic of 1918 it was followed by the roaring 20s right and why everyone anyone got dressed up to do just about anything and i think we're right about to enter that time frame history does repeat itself and to your point justin you said you have a whole bunch of clothes that haven't seen the light of day well, I just recently went out to uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, a couple of weeks ago, and I swear everyone was decked out, looking like a model. Really, and <laughs> right. we're like, "Wow, this is just a casual, <laughs> casual dinner," and everyone was decked out with their best clothing. So I think people are itching to go out and and really put on their best, and I think that'll ride out for quite a while. I agree with you. I actually, this is a total sidebar. I wrote a blog. Um, for this retail magazine or a couple of like a month or two ago. And, and there was like, what are the top trends you know, you're seeing this year? And actually this is one of the ones I talked about was closet refresh. I mean, I think people, you know, you have, you might have a lot of great stuff. But it was great like a year ago. And so you're going to feel this right. need to go out and like <sighs> refresh. And that is, and that's perfect for your space. So, okay. Got it. Um, so how did you figure out how to even make these things? Oh, okay. So that took quite a while when I, when I initially came up with the concept, um, if you had asked me, Anthony, when do you think you're going to be selling these? I would have told you uh, about a year. Now I was way off on that one as I learned. Uh, and again, <laughs> a year was no way idea. off. Oh my God. Dude. Way, <laughs> way off. Uh, it took more like, uh, almost four years, about three and a half, four years until we actually, uh, launched our Kickstarter. But prior to that, 
I worked with three different engineers. Yeah. Um, and that's worked with engineers. I spoke to other engineers that told me, I don't think what you're trying to do to make a pocket square with a precious metal in the middle and to have it stick to the fabric is something that's doable, which kind of blew my mind because I, I, uh, an engineer's job by their very nature is to figure out a problem and, and, and solve come it. come up with a problem, solve for it. Exactly. Correct. But you'd be surprised how many conversations I had where the person passed because like, I don't think I'm going to be able to provide what you're looking for. And yes, I had high standards um, and, and still do, but it took a village, man. This did not happen like, hey, let's just make this. And you got a prototype, you know, three months later and you go to market in, uh, let's just say a year. Because <laughs> right. that was my hope. But yeah, it was, it was quite a journey to get here and one that I never could have thought would, would have taken this long, but you know Got what? It. We, we waited for it to be right. Wow. Um, so what was the key to getting it started? So did you already know what the design was going to be like to make it so that it doesn't fold over and whatnot? What did that, how did you sort that out? So the initial one I made that I presented to engineers was I took aluminum foil and I folded it into a bunch of different uh, squares. I put two, a, a layer of pocket square on each side and I did a horrible job. So I asked my mom, I'm like, would you mind sewing this for me? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. So that was our first functional uh, prototype. And that'll be in the Pocket Square uh, Hall of Fame Museum one day, I'm sure. But that was the initial prototype that I would hand to engineers and say, hey, this is kind of what I'm looking for. And to see how far it's evolved over the years is just like, it's night and day. Right. But you have to start with something that you can give that's tangible and it really helped move the ball forward. Wow. Um, so you go from this whole kind of contraption you made at home um, to talking to different engineers and whatnot. You know, how did you land on a, a place that or people or persons that were going to actually produce the first round of the product? So the, the person that actually helped me in manufacturing them is the, is that same person I referenced that has the 40 years experience in the right. garment district. Yep. He viewed it as a project he would love to be a part of. He's like, I've seen everything and I haven't seen anything quite like this. He's like, I'd love to be a part of this. Got and it. I, 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 I spoke to him as recently as 20 minutes before, uh, before our, our talk here. So we're in oh, close wow. contact. That's awesome. Yeah. We talk all the time and he's, he's always helping me with different things. So he's, he's a huge part of this, of the rare cut team. And then how did you decide to do Kickstarter? What was the thinking on behind that? So Kickstarter, you know, I, I was helping on doing Kickstarter. I'd say when I first came up with the idea at this point, like I said, it's almost five years ago. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I trust me. I can't believe it. But, uh, <laughs> um, crowdfunding at that time was like front and center. The thing that everyone was doing now, is it still, uh, prevalent? Yes. Does it still have, um, a space, uh, or a play for certain industries and products? Absolutely. It's just not nearly as mainstream as it once was at that time. I agree. But I was, yeah, I was just so insistent on doing it. I, I had recorded the video a year and a half prior and I had a whole crew and I paid a lot of money. I'm like, I'm doing Kickstarter. <laughs> I'm not putting this video to waste. And I got to tell you, and not, not specifically Kickstarter, but any crowdfunding or uh, platform is really a place to learn uh, right before you go to market and start your e-commerce site. And the benefit is that you have a very forgiving audience and fan base, and they know that well, a lot of customers know that you're going to, you're going to encounter many challenges that you could never have foreseen coming. Sure. And because of that, you're going to say, Hey guys, sorry, we have delays. Uh, instead of getting it to you this month, it looks like a month and a half later. I apologize. And 
the, the audience is pretty understanding of that as opposed to going straight to e-commerce, somebody ordering something for a specific occasion, like a birthday or a wedding, and then saying, Hey, sorry, we can't get it for two months. Well, you know, that, that's how you can burn bridges. So it's, it's a, it's a good place to, to get things started off for a brand new company and to learn the ropes. Wow, that's interesting. Um, so you you go through the process, you start to figure out product. Did you start building a, a fan base? I, or I guess you did sort of from Kickstarter, but how did you start to build awareness of the product so that you could start selling product, getting gaining interest in the brand and whatnot? So Kickstarter was huge. We actually surpassed $50,000 in sales in a 30-day window <laughs> at a time that was the middle of COVID where wow. no one, including myself, the founder of this company, was wearing sweats pretty much every right. day. Totally, you know? exactly. So this completely uh, surpassed our expectations. And uh, the feedback that we've gotten from customers, uh, honestly, was very validating and very touching as well. Um, I would say that uh, I've been getting the word out for... A number of years, you know, I'm someone that um, when I was moving the ball forward with Rare Cut and my invention, I would post a little something on my on my Instagram story or my Facebook. Sure. So when I'd see people at parties, when there were parties, people would come up to me and be like, "Anthony, how's Rare Cut coming along?" Like this, so you know, they'd always keep up and 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 check in with me. So that way, when I announced to the world that hey, we're dropping on uh, September 23rd, 2020. It wasn't like, hey, what are you, what are you releasing? What is this? everyone pretty much was familiar that I was something was brewing and this was in the works. So it really helped in, um, like, just letting the red carpet out and just um, <laughs> announcing to the world and to to my audience of what was what was uh, on the horizon. And in turn, they told more people because they saw my passion, my excitement. And I think when you have that um, uh, enthusiasm, that's and that positivity about your product totally. and your brand, it's Dude, contagious and energy people want to share. Contagious. I was just having this conversation an hour and a half ago. Energy is contagious either way. And if someone is negative energy, man, I just avoid. But if you're 100%. if you get with somebody that's positive energy and like you just feel it to feed you, right? So cool. Um, so what are the keys to growth, man? We're coming out of COVID, things are opening up. Like, what's the key to getting this thing really moving? So the key to growth, I mean, there's organic growth that I believe will happen. And then there's what's within our control. So what's organic growth is that, uh, you know, partially has to do with the conversation we had earlier, people itching to go back out right. um, and get what's around this, what's around the corner. Uh, wedding season. We're going to be going to weddings. It's going to be booming. Um, I, Dude, people, oh, yeah. it's going to be, everything is going to be exploding. Thousands of weddings that were planned over years will happen in days and weeks and months. Uh, bars and restaurants, I think, will be like, you know, it's just going to be crazy. Totally. All events, that. And for the first time, events, oh, yeah, right? events galore. Yeah. And for the first time in my life, Justin, I was invited to a wedding on a Wednesday uh, that's coming up in June. I was like, I've never been invited to a Wednesday wedding, Love but it. this is what's going to happen. You know, when couples are like, hey, this is the venue we want, and we all the dates are booked solid, and the weekends forget about it. Right. Uh, Thursdays and Fridays are booked. I've never been invited to a Wednesday wedding, but you know what? power to them and, and we're going to have so many weddings <laughs> going on it's going to be that's it's awesome. going to be a wild it's going to be a wild ride wow that's really cool yeah, um, yeah so so yeah, yeah wedding seasons for sure um organic growth right wedding seasons father's days around the corner you want to give no your doubt. dad a gift that he doesn't have uh you know there's nothing else quite like this this is patent pending so no one else can make these claims that, that we can and that's and like i we talked about just people wanting to go out and look their best 
And then on our end, what can we do? So what we're doing is I don't want to just be a company. I just don't, I don't want to be a company that has just a product. To me, that's boring. I wouldn't have gotten into this. I want something more. I want to be a brand that has a story, that has a culture, a community, and a purpose. So what we just unveiled um, the other month was we came out with a pattern that uh, pays homage to um, small business. It's that classic blue NYC coffee cup that you would get from a cart. I'm not oh, sure yeah. if you're familiar yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, that one. So it's a shop local on it. And basically what we're doing is we give a 10% of the sales from that pattern to the Barstool Fund that helps support local businesses. And, and what we're doing is we're getting business owners to rock the pocket square, take a picture and answer this question. How do you stay up? Because that's our tagline. It stays up. Ah, How got do you, it. Yep, yep. <laughs> How do you stay up during these hard times? And what we're doing is we're sharing the stories of the individuals that are going through this. Because you know, when we hear statistics of you know all these thousands of people lost their jobs, no one likes to hear that. But it doesn't really quite paint a picture. It's not personal. When you take an individual and you tell a story and you get the behind the scenes on a person who is supporting a family, who is trying to run a business, all of a sudden you're more bought into that story, into that individual and wanting to help out their business. So what we're doing is we're featuring and we're highlighting individual business owners. Um, right now it's been New York City, but we're planning to go uh, you know, around the country. And we're just bringing awareness to this and, and trying to do what we can to, uh, to, to do our part. I love it. I always love to ask our guests, like, what have been one or two of the biggest lessons learned? And you shared one earlier, and just in terms of managing expectations on, you know, a new product and how long it takes to get it ready to get it ready to sell. Oh but, my god! Uh, I can only imagine. Um, what would be one or two other pieces of advice you'd offer to our other listeners? Okay, I have a few I can rattle off. Oh, good. Um, Go for it, man. Yeah, because because I, I had a conversation with someone. Uh, I like to give guidance and help people. And I literally had this conversation the other day and they asked a, a question about like, Hey, what should I, you know, what should I expect? Almost like expect the unexpected. But, um, this is what I would say. If you're giving instructions for something to be done and you leave out a detail of the description, you should assume the missing detail will be done incorrectly. Oh. I can't tell you. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I forgot to add a comment or figured the person knew what I wanted. And almost every single time the job did not come out how I expected. So if you have to send friendly reminders, um, reiterate a point, it only helps both parties and you'll catch more mistakes before they happen. You're going to save yourself money and you're going to save yourself time and your sanity. That's a big one. Um, I would say nothing can quite prepare you for the experience of starting your own company, except for actually starting your own Doing company. It, totally. Uh, t- totally. It's like, it, you know, I've read, I listen to all the podcast books, right? Every episode of shark tank <laughs> and they all Love help it. you put it. Yeah. They help get you into that right mindset and they do, they serve their purpose majorly, but it's like, it's like reading about baseball and never having swung a bat before. So you gotta, <laughs> you gotta do it. Yeah. Um, and the last piece of advice I would give is, and I'm going to pass this forward. I'm paying this forward because it was told to me, be shameless in promoting your business. You know, one thing I think that I know that I've encountered and many entrepreneurs do is like, oh, I want to promote, but I don't want to be annoying or I don't want to be too much. But if you have an opportunity to talk about your brand in your Instagram or to people totally. in general or, or rock your a shirt or a hat that's a logo do it. Cause I can't tell you, Justin, how many, like I've, I've been posting about this for years. And then after I remember eight months of starting, someone goes, 
what's are you starting a business and i'm like i've been posting about it for eight months you almost assume everyone is watching <laughs> your videos know. and paying close attention yeah it. but they don't and repetition is so a good funny. thing well that's awesome man i'm fired up um <laughs> seriously it's great uh anthony where can our uh listeners find you connect with you buy the products get some pocket squares see what's next etc yeah, for sure. So uh, first and foremost, um, they can find us on our website, and that's rarecut.com. Um, our Instagram, of course, has a, the handle with the same name. So it's at rarecut. Um, if they want to learn more about me as an entrepreneur, it's uh, at Anthony Orissus. Right. And um, yeah, that, that's where uh, that's pretty much the main handles. Dude, I love it. I think Rare Cut's a cool idea. I'm um, excited for you. I mean, you get lots of runway in front of you. Great time to be in the market and ready to go. Uh, I think this is going to be an exciting time. And I hope you'll come back on down the road, Anthony, and share with us some more lessons learned. I, I think you've got some great ones. And I love how you framed, um, you know, just how to think about some of the challenges that come with growing a business. Justin, I'd come back anytime. This has been a pleasure. And again, thank you for having me. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.